Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Steven. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially grounded. Hi, we're going to answer three of your questions today, and uh, if you'd like to submit your own questions, send them on over to hwydpod at gmail.com. And we're also on the tube. So if you want to watch our oh, podcast, yeah. you can go to youtube.com slash watch your podcast, hit that subscribe button, and leave a, you can leave a review on YouTube. Uh, I thought we would open up this episode, oh wait, should we talk about, um, it's been a while since we've recorded this. Ryan, do you want to do your... Yeah, I was about to say, are we? We're completely going... going (laughs) Yeah, we're flying right, Pat. Look, folks, it's, you Uh, know, it's a... We're out of practice. I didn't even realize we were recording yet, to be quite honest, in terms of, like, starting. We recorded, but... Yeah, we're we're recording. Oh, we're definitely recording. Now, Ryan, what are the topics today? Yeah, uh, today's topics are uh, pets passing away, sibling jealousy, and... Uh, being too nice, or am I being too nice? <laughs> Been there. <laughs> Steven, you got some piping hot reviews to read? We got piping hot reviews. I need to pull up my phone, which is not on me right now. This, you how, pull your phone? Is this just, the only podcast in history where Out of the Blue episode 10 has completely broken format from I all don't the know. previous look, episodes? Look, it's a very stressful time. We're all very stressed right now. <laughs> We're all yeah. working like, on stuff. It's a bit of a, cr- you know, it's a bit of a crunch month. You I know? feel like right. we should redo that intro. <laughs> no, like I don't so. think so. I disagree <laughs> vehemently. <laughs> vehemently. With You're B- like one of those people. H. I've, we've probably talked about this already on a podcast, mm. but it's one of my pet peeves when um, there's a moment and maybe it's awkward and then someone's mm. like, well, this is awkward. And everybody could just move past it if it weren't for that one fucking yeah. guy who always has yeah. to say, yeah. oh, oh, well, this is awkward. It doesn't. Yeah, I would have, agree with you if uh, they weren't person. completely different situations because the no, situation exactly you described, the they aren't Look, hosting a show. No, no, <laughs> they're, no. They're if, you hadn't, a, if you hadn't just water cooler. gotten a, all your, your little underwear in a twist about it and we kept on barreling through, people would have been like, wow, they're really a little rough around the edges this week, but You're I right. like this if crazy. I, Energy. How, how dare I point out our eight-minute intro that was sprawling and nonsensical to people who are just it. tuning into hey, this podcast for the first that, time? I, I think we nailed it. I think I Shane nailed it. You suck, Ryan. Let's okay. read some reviews. Well. <laughs> this one comes from a four-star right. we go. review. I'm going to roll. Star. I'm just steamrolling you right now, Ryan. Uh, four-star I, review. Shit, I, I want to read reviews after people listen to this episode. That's We're fine. Doing it right Steve, now. What do we got? A four star. I, the four star is what I'm after because I have told people, look, if you don't think this is a five star experience, give us that four. Look, and, and I don't want to encourage people to leave four star reviews by pointing out this review, but you got our attention. You did it. So good job to a buff duck who says quack. I enjoy the discussions between these boys. Thumbs up. And yet still only four stars. Hmm. <laughs> no, he's a duck, you know. <laughs> what kind of review is that? 
that look there's no explanation for the the audit of one star there are the omission of one star rather well you know maybe we don't talk about enough duck stuff i, I guess there is that um i don't know it feels like it was a well, it feels weird for me to say that your review felt half-assed when we just did a half-assed intro for 10 minutes. Uh, are you re- You're reviewing that review is what you're saying. You're giving that review, what, what, three out of five stars? I'm giving that review three out of five stars, and based on how this is going, I'm now retroactively giving our podcast three out of five stars. Well, that's your own fault. I would well, love to start a system, a new Yelp, where you review reviewers. That's good. Yelp, Yelp. That's Yelp for Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> Where I like it. Stop? Where do the layers of the Russian doll uh, end? Let's take it all the way down, baby. Hey, Ryan, you I got were... LaCroix, too. Oh, oh. It's delicious. It's very warm in guess my Guess what house. I'm drinking, guys. You would uh, never guess. You'll never, piss? ever, ever guess. Matcha? Matcha. matcha. Really... Um, so wait, let me see. I'm going to try and find a really fun review, too. This one has mm. a lot of emojis in the title. Um, <laughs> here's a great one. It says, okay. my opinion, period. It's five stars. This is from Polythene Pam, and it says, good, period. Hmm. <laughs> now that I like. Yeah. Also, no reason. <laughs> there's nothing in the review that describes why it's a five-star experience. I mean, good. Uh, <laughs> I got, I'm, I'm, I'm consistent across the board. I'm asking for more details. Enjoy. Okay, I got, I got a good review. This one comes from G-S-I-A-S-H-F-K-A-K-D-H-S-K-G-H-A-J-N-S. And it says, it's a five-star review, but the title says six out of five. And it says, the Watcher Boys give out some pretty great advice mixed with lots of humor and fun. Plus, it's Shane, Ryan, and Steven. What more could you want? The inventor of the frisbee was cremated and made into a frisbee when he died. Comma. Oh, they're doing Abby. They're That's doing good. the um. It's a good sign off. The good sign off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What a great trend. It's a callback. I like that. Love a callback. Um. Okay. Well, look, I think we should get into it. We've got questions Maybe. to answer. Um. And we're we're ready to go. I've got one to begin with. I hope you guys are ready. Oh. Uh, please don't ever do that again, Ryan. I don't like that sound. Please. What sound? I don't know what that was. You make that noise on the basketball court, right? Is that what you? Yeah, that you was ins- that was a uh, non involuntary though. It was it was invo- involuntary. Sometimes when I would get fouled in basketball, I would actually involuntarily make the noise. Uh. <laughs> I don't think the word uh, is involuntary would- because you're 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 doing it. Yeah, but I'm not consciously thinking. Let's make this funny noise. It's actually it's like a, the noise it's like I make. It's like a guttural utterance, basically. It's like instinct. It's, it's instinct. Like it's it's yeah. It's uh. Air I have no control your over body. it. Yeah, I see. I got knocked over once at a county fair, and I made that noise. What? Yeah, we've heard this Did story. You drop before. a let's funnel cake or questions. anything? Oh, okay, yeah. Let's no. move on to the questions. <laughs> uh, here's one from I guess. Well, they say to use their name. All right. Hello. My name is Enrique. And Hen- Henrique. Henrique. Hey, uh, uh, I'm a big fan of Watcher in the podcast, and therefore I wanted to ask a question. You have asked it. I have a little dog named Fritzy. 
He is now eight years old and I love him a lot. I can't imagine how I can cope when he dies. Just imagining it, I could cry. Is it okay to replace him? I'm sure you've been through the death of a pet before. How did you react? How did you react and how did you cope? I can't wait to hear your answers. Greetings from Germany. Hmm. First off, I want to I want to acknowledge your, your your little panic your panic stutter when you were trying to uh, pronounce that. I don't <laughs> when you know. Were to pronounce it's weird because I you took went, I took German went, class, but I'm still not sure how to. You, you guys hear that? You went. I think I found it. I think I found it. This is how you pronounce it. Ready? Henrika. Henrika. Wait, is that like that how to pronounce dot com shit? It's babynamesipedia.com slash pronounce. So suck it. Cool. Mm. Um, Yeah, you know, we we talk animals a lot on this, this podcast, but I mean, animals are fun to talk about. In our lost episode, which we had to can because my audio was garbage, we talked about goats quite a bit, and maybe we'll circle around back to that question at some point. But um, as someone who has had a lot of pets, and, um, you know, I currently have one, but all the other ones before him, well, they're dead. That's Mm. a lot of dead animals. You could fill uh, a shed with all the dead animals that I D- depending loved. on the height, probably. Yeah, probably a pretty small shed, but yeah, I mean a shed, nevertheless. Um, a freezer? You could fill a freezer full of them. Oh, sure, you, you did could. do. No, you no, no, do. no, no, no. With one, and of that's them. Pro- well. That brings me to perhaps yes. the animal that had the most impact on me. He was a, a little Red Lord Amazon parrot. Paco. His name. His name was Paco. We got him mm. secondhand because um, the people who owned him before us, uh, they had a. They were having a baby. And mm. Parrot, he didn't like the baby. I got to... Sorry, there's too much noise over here. I just... Re- I have my headphones on. I just realized my window's open. Get together, man. Get together. You know, you're, you're recording with the windows open. You're sleepwalking through intros. <laughs> I wasn't sleepwalking. I was I was having a blast during the intro. Um, were you? Yeah. So, so these people had a Parrot. And uh, Parrot didn't like the baby. They had to get rid of the parrot. I, we got the parrot when I was like 13 or so, mm. and he mm. lived, or maybe I was younger, but he he died when I was in college, um, and um, it was very sad. I, I was very close with him, because imagine this, Ryan. Every time I would make a he would go to sleep at night, and then every now and then I would make a little batch of popcorn late at night, and he would wake up, and he'd go down to his food bowl, and I'd put some fresh kernels in it, and he loved it. He was a big popcorn. Oh, that's pretty good. He was a that little kernel head. Um, and then uh, it was either my, I can't remember if it was my freshman or my sophomore year of college, but I came home one weekend and um, he was just dead as hell. He, he was oh. living at the start of the weekend and then uh, he collapsed and fell to the bottom of his cage. I've read that parrots can get colds very easily. and um, So he was not old when he died? He just... Well, no. He was about, I want to say he was like 10, maybe 15. But parents... What's the expectancy? Like 60 years. Six, six, zero, 60. Yes. Parrots can live for, like most parrots live for a very mm. long time. Seems so, like you maybe fed him too much popcorn. Like my, no. Well, here's the thing. And this is not, <laughs> I am not accusing my mother here, but my mother never liked that parrot. Do you think and she six sensed him? We've joked that she poisoned him i don't think she did she didn't kill my parrot 
but are you going to sh- wake up one day and find a, a VHS tape in your closet and a little parrot's going to slide it out and you're going to put it in the VCR and you're going to get footage? No. <laughs> of your mom do, poisoning poor Paco. <laughs> I do remember though, it was very strange because I really didn't know how to react. Like I loved him a bunch and I was very sad, but at the same time I was like, well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do with this. So I remember <laughs> this is going to sound uh, a little nutty. But I remember I was like, well, his eyes are kind of still open. Uh, I'm going to hold him. Can can you take a photo of him? (laughs) We took took a photo of my dead parrot. I don't think I have the photo anymore. But because after a while, I was like, nah, this photo is just kind of sad. I guess I'll get rid of this. I'd like anybody who has ever had a uh, impromptu photo shoot with a dead pet to at yeah. me on twitter and i want to count them up how many people have well, actually i didn't know what that. to do i was like well this is the last time i'm gonna see him uh and by adding i mean also including the picture as well <laughs> yeah this is sad you know uh but i didn't insane. i didn't really cry too much um i don't know why i i mm. uh i am not a crier when it comes to death uh More weirdly <laughs> i don't don't know why um it goes for people. That goes for animals. I don't know what that says about me, um, uh, but um, I guess my advice here is to uh, take a photo uh, when they die and see see if that helps. And uh, sure, get another pet. Uh, I didn't have anything for a long time after Paco, but now I've got Obi, and he's great. He'll be dead someday too, and then I'll get gonna a different take a pet. picture with him. I don't think I will. I've got plenty of photos of him now. You know, now that we all have iPhones, it's like, great. I got plenty of photos of my wonderful little cat. Most people do have photos with their pet while it's alive. Yeah. Kind of say there's a a large (laughs) faction of people who have them with them when they're dead. Yeah, it makes sense to take pictures of them while they're alive. Yeah. So maybe. Now, Ryan, you've had had a lot of, you got a couple of uh, dead uh, dogs, right? Yeah. Sorry. uh, (laughs) Sorry, though. Yeah. I I got a lot of dead wieners. uh, They were uh, all. They all wiener dogs. Yeah. All, all wiener, wiener dogs. dogs. Uh, we had Hannah, uh, who was a, a great chunky little wiener dog. Yeah. Um, she actually ran away when I was like 11 and I was devastated. And I later made a short film about it in which I oh. cast my mom uh, to try and like, I guess, uh, work through, the, through those emotions because that's how I process things, I suppose. Sure. Um, oh, Hannah never came back. Never came back. I searched oh. for months and months. I went to humane societies. It just never came back. Which to me was like my first experience with death of any the death of anything, and I actually think it hurt more because at least if like a pet dies or if, you know, obviously a, a person dying is not nearly uh, a pet dying is not the caliber of a person dying, but at the very least you would get to say goodbye in a way. So like I never got to say goodbye when it came to my first experience with death. I just had to mm. assume she died alone somewhere, uh, which actually to this day still haunts me. Um, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, so I hadn't, I, I was going to say, I, I'm, defense, I'm I had no, that, I had no chance to, to have a, uh, a photo shoot with her. <laughs> so, um, Shane had got his closure in his, uh, Shane way. And, uh, you know, uh, anyways, that sucked. Um, and then the two dogs after that though, um, yeah, Ricky and Lucy, um, yeah, they died, uh recently like two three years ago and that was devastating as well i take death very hard 
um, which is ironic considering the show I host. <laughs> um, but, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, that was also a tough watch having to put them down. Like, uh, just like, that was also the first time I'd seen something die in front of me as well. Like actually mm. seen it. Um, oh yeah. I realized so, I've actually been pretty lucky in that I have not had to go through the experience of putting an animal. Oh, it's uh, the worst. Sleep. That doesn't sound fun. It is the worst to watch them yeah. just kind of like, Oof. just, you know, they're just gone. Uh, that sucked. Like, so, uh, probably up there in the saddest experiences of my entire life. Uh, sure. so it's tough. It is not like a fun thing to lose a pet. I would say all you could really do is hold on to the memories, I guess, uh, know that they lived a full life for the most term, most part in their terms. Uh, but yeah, it's going to suck. There's really no way of getting around it, but like, it sounds like your dog's not, Oh, you have a dog. Is it a dog? Is it a dog? Yeah, one? dog Fritzy. It's not dead yet. Eight years old, little dog. Sounds like that dog has a lot to go. Sounds like that dog mm-hmm. may live for a while. So I guess the lesson is to just uh, try and not think about that and uh, enjoy them while you have them around. Uh, take yeah, I mean, good care of them. One thing to think about, if your dog's only eight, that's wonderful. Uh, don't spend all your time with your dog thinking about the fact that it's going to die. That's a sad thing to do. Um just enjoy the because t- if you think back on it and you're like, wow, I really loved that dog. I sure wish I would have maybe been playing fetch with it instead of staring at it and just imagining its get its bones, you know? Right? Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I, I actually, though, maybe I'm a bad person to give advice because one of the reasons I don't have a dog now is because I know that I won't be able to take the emotional disaster that will follow when it dies 15 years later. Really? After I de- yeah, really. I just okay. can't. I don't want. And that I was the I'm basically. I was gonna lay down. Yeah, I'm basically purchasing a future breakdown. <laughs> this is what like I'm doing. Uh, Doesn't it outweigh it though? Like the you've got what ten to fifteen years of of partnership and camaraderie. Yeah, that's true. It that's just every, sucks so bad. Of course, I'm sure it does. But I guess know. I'm not giving good advice here. Well, I'm emotionally no, you're, compromised. You're, just, you're speaking your heart. You know, if you feel like you're not emotionally ready to take on that burden, that's that's true and real. Perhaps. Yeah. Steven? Yeah. No, I mean, I actually, I agree that it's not good advice, but it's also the advice that I, <laughs> I would give as well, because that's kind of why I haven't adopted a, a kitty yet or a little doggy. Just because, um, so right now I do live with a cat. It's not my cat, but I have kind of adopted semi-adopted this cat and i have fallen in love completely with with him he's his name is simba he's seven years old and he's the most cuddly most wonderful animal in the world which i'm sure everybody says about their own pet and sometimes i think about it i'm like in six years you're gonna be and actually recently i had a scare because i was digging up the old documents of simba and I misread it, and I was like, oh my gosh, Simba's actually 11 years old, oh, and I only have four more years with this cat. <laughs> and uh, it freaked me out, but then I, I realized I was wrong, and I was like, oh, thank God, it's only actually seven years old. So we're all good. Got those extra years back. But, you know, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I don't deal with, with loss or death very easily. Um, I'm, I'm very emotional. I'll say that. And the only way that I cope with it is just by like crying in like the most ugly way possible. Yeah, that's also and, me. 
and like I, I'll scream or like moan, and it's like kind of disgusting. So you don't want to see yeah. it. Um, it's not but good. that moaning kind of helps you like get all that energy out. And um, I don't know because it's all just like built up inside. Yeah. So I'm a crier, and I'll 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 let myself just be sad for as long as I need to be sad. And right. usually that helps me kind of move on, even though there's always that hole in my heart, um, especially with pets, because, you know, my belief in life and death for humans is that there's a heaven and a hell, there's, you know, a spirituality, there's an afterlife. So I'm actually more at peace with people dying, whereas a cat, I don't know what the, does, do cats go to heaven? I don't know. Oh, they're going to hell. Uh, we all know uh, that. The, oh, cats are cats Whoa. are rotten in hell. Dogs are rotten in hell. I went out for another walk this week, and I know I already told people about that rotten Dalmatian that barked at me a while yeah, I don't, ago. You always bring up this Dalmatian. Uh, uh, hey, he's my enemy, and I don't go to that neighborhood anymore. But Sarah and I went on a walk this past weekend, and another rotten dog. Uh, sounded like it was coughing at us, so especially not a good time for that. But the, we were just walking, admiring some of the some of the houses and uh this dog jumped up on the fence and it was like it was very scary we ran away but so i i think all dogs probably i mean obi you don't think obi's going what if if there was an afterlife shane okay just sure just speculate for a second where do you think obi would go uh i guess i don't I, i guess i don't believe in a if if I were to believe in a binary, if I were to believe in an afterlife, I don't think it would be binary. Like you are a good person, you know. You mm-hmm. go here. Obi will go to some weird cat place. Um, but if you were, if the question was, if there was a heaven and hell, and there was a binary place, you're the judge. Fine. He um, he'll go to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> the most unconvinced. <laughs> You sounded upset that your own cat was going to heaven for some reason. Yeah. Are you happy? That was very strange. Yeah, yo. I guess we'll go to heaven. Uh. <laughs> I don't like to I don't like to think about I don't like to think about him like running around some sort of paradise, you know? Well, Why? here's the good thing, guys, is when Simba and Obi die and they're looking up at you and their their last moments are fluttering through those little weird cat pupils uh they're gonna be looking up at you and their thoughts gonna be uh, who are these people <laughs> yeah man sure. I, I i do love cat pupils the way that they contract and dilate it's very interesting it's gonna it's gonna they're not gonna have any clue who you two are no <laughs> it's just good obi will Normal. be like why is this man taking a photo of me <laughs> <laughs> uh which I almost respect uh, that cats are probably like they're probably the most baller in death and that they don't give a shit. They probably I, yeah. So yeah, no, cool. Simba definitely gives many. I don't want to say the word. Many Shits? cares Poops? about the people around him. So speak for your own cat, Ryan. Get one. You won't understand until you have a cat. Mm, I don't know. Cat's Ryan, has anyone stuff. in your family ever had a, a cat? Yeah, uh, my grandma had one. Uh, my aunt had like a couple. Uh, my family, other than my mom, has been cat people. Huh. Um, and I don't know. I just never liked them. Cats hey, are more it. like humans than dogs, though. Like 
Dogs just give you love all the time, whether you deserve it or not. Cats, on the other hand, you never know. Just yeah, like that's exactly I why I like dogs, because they're not like humans. Why the hell would I want another human in my house? Here's what I say. As, as someone who had no interest in cats before I got one, and now I really enjoy him, I would not recommend owning a cat to anyone. Um, but the different... I, I've Traitor. heard a lot of people say, like, well, dogs, you know... They just give you attention constantly, and that's cool. Here's what I think it really breaks down to. Dogs feel like they exist in the same dimension as humans. If you have a dog and you, like, pat on the couch, the dog will be like, oh, you want me to hop up on the couch? Cool. I'll hop up there with you. If you have a cat and you pat on the couch, the cat will, like, stare at you and then stare at something else and then walk away and stare at a wall and then... Two and a half hours later, it might jump up and like nuzzle its head into you. They seem like they're receiving different information than humans are. Whereas totally dogs agree. feel like they're there with you. And cats sometimes are like, cool, I'll chill with you. Oh, you're sitting on the couch. I'll hang out with you. But they they seem like they're in on a different plane of existence. Yeah, I don't want to nurture and pay for a cold, unfeeling entity in my house like it's my landlord. It just feels Jeez. like a strange thing to want to cultivate. Also, well, like, and that's also not... Like, they're not cold. Like, Obu in the mornings will wake up and, like, jump into our bed and, and like, you know, nuzzle like, his little head What the fuck you guys doing in my bed? <laughs> um, <laughs> but, so there's, like... They actually do show affection and stuff. Though some, I mean, some are monsters. But some dogs are also monsters. So Dogs, for the most part, are universally yeah, like, that's love, lovable to their... Like, the I, I've heard the argument, like, you know, why would you want something that automatically loves you and accepts you? And the reason is, if you go through life just getting shit shoveled at you every single day by other humans, it's kind of yeah. nice to have somebody whose default setting is to be uh, uh, kind. So yeah. on the other hand, I l- you can learn how to interact with humans by interacting with cats. Now, what can what? that mean? <laughs> what, what cat that mean? Is that what you just said? Uh, oh, boy. what can that mean? No, like you you put yourself in the cat's shoes. You know what are they thinking? Try to have a little more understanding, empathy toward what they're going through. Did you say put yourself in a in What's a cat on? suit? And a cat's shoes. A cat. He wasn't going Rebel Wilson. I guess it doesn't make sense. A cat's paws. Put yourself in those paws. I don't know, man. I. (laughs) I I mean, maybe cats. Cats are the only ones who are aware of how strange their situation is. That they they're beholden to these giants. Or they're just like, ah, yeah, humans kind of suck. And I, you know, I, I, I feel you, cats. I feel you. You vibe with them. Um. Cool. All right. I feel like we've answered that. Look. Yeah. Cherish your time. Cherish your time with your wonderful uh, little, uh, what was its name? Mitzi? Fritzy? Fritzy! Fritzy. What are we doing here? Oh, yeah, we're going to the next question. Thanks for the reminder, Ryan. You're welcome, Ryan. Here we go. This question comes from... Who's phoning it in today, Ryan? Oh, that was a good little uh, exchange there. Who's that guy? I don't know, Ryan. Sounds like an idiot. Yeah, I thought so, too. He probably owns a cat. Let's move on to this next question. It's from email from the hwydpod at gmail.com. Uh, it comes from Audrey because she said it's okay to use her name. And the question says, hello, my name is Audrey. Yes, you can include that in the podcast. We have. Cool. I'm going to be a freshman next year and I am really into volleyball and basketball. 
Lately, we've been doing summer conditioning, so I've been going to my new high school every day and practicing my chosen sports. My mom is very proud of me because I have a 3.9 GPA and I'm into sports. She's always wanted a sporty kid. I realized a year or so ago, I can get scholarships for college because I play sport as sports as well as maintaining my GPA. But here's the catch. My two sisters are extremely jealous. They feel that they aren't being treated the same by my mom now when all I'm doing is trying to brighten my future. My older sister, who is 16, isn't in sports and doesn't have the best grades. She recently told me that she wishes she was like me. Adding on to that, my younger sister, who is 10, says I'm privileged. I'm in quite a conundrum because I love sports, but I feel really bad for my sisters. What should I do? Continue doing the things I'm good at that could benefit my future or quit and make my sisters feel better about themselves. (laughs) Thank you all so much. Love y'all. Oh, boy. So, this is uh, obviously a very complicated situation. Well, um, we all have si- siblings, though, right, Stephen? I you do have... have a sibling, yes. Okay. One brother, one sister. We've got a wide mix here, because Ryan is an older brother, I'm a younger brother. And Stephen's the middle child. child. Wow, mm. okay. Sorry, Ryan, take it away. Anyways, uh, yeah, I have, a, I have a younger brother, and I will say that, I mean, it, it must be different from the perspective of a older brother. Granted, this question is from the perspective of a middle child um that i have never felt any jealousy with my little brother nor do i i feel like he's had any with me um so i guess i'm not the best person to give advice to this in relation to sibling uh relationships however i will say that you know as a person uh i think if you concern yourself with uh, you know how other people feel about you, it is always a dangerous path to walk. Um, There was that cheesy, it's that cheesy poem, but it is true. I forget who, what, I don't, I forget who wrote the poem. Shel Silverstein or something? It's the, uh, our deepest, our deepest fear poem. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, it's that we're powerful beyond measure. Uh, And, you know, you you get, the, the, the sentiment of it is basically that there's a fear that if you shine too bright, it's going to make other people shrink around you. When in fact, the point of it is when you do your best, it liberates people to also do their best as well. And I think... Wait, so we're... I don't agree with that poem at all. How do you not agree with that poem? I want to shine bright. That's what I'm saying. Our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. It's that we're powerful beyond measure. So they want the... Uh, get over no, the fear. No, that's not my not fear. Wanna, I want to I be powerful beyond measure. No, no. <laughs> the point is some people feel bad about shining bright because it makes other people shrink when that's not true. The point is when you shine bright, you liberate other people to to also shine bright. That's the point of the poem. Is there more to the poem? Is it saying like, but but don't worry, shine bright? Is it? Yeah, yeah. There's more to the poem than that. I just paraphrased the rest of it because I'm not going to recite an entire poem in front of you. RT, I've never even heard this. Oh my poem. god. Okay, you know what? I'll read the poem. How about is that? this the is song by Rihanna? Fear. It's Mar- Mar- like a oh, diamond. Oof. Shane, I'll read it out loud to you. Do you want me to do that? And that way you could react to it. So since we've gone this far, here we go. This is our deepest fear by Marianne Williamson. I can't well, believe. Wait, this. this is by the the crazy woman who ran for president. I have no idea. Is maybe it, it is. is? Maybe it isn't. Is it? I have no idea. Yeah. I have no time for this woman. <laughs> well, it's it's a good it's good advice. Uh, she was a distraction. 
<laughs> do you want me to read this or not I, I want you to read it sure go go nuts okay our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure it is our light not our darkness that most frightens us we ask ourselves who am i to be brilliant gorgeous talented and fabulous actually who are you not to be you are a child of god your playing small does not serve the world there's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same as we are liberated from our own fear. Our presence automatically liberates others. It's a pretty good poem. That's enough. This woman's like a walking JPEG artifact. <laughs> what she, she's just like a human facebook post <laughs> I oh i so. see i see what you're saying the point of I, it i is, get the poem as corny as the poem is it's actually talking about something very true it's it's silly to be feel insecure about your own abilities there should be nothing that should hold you back from getting everything that you want and doing your best and if your sisters can't respect that then you have to start doubting how uh their love for you and also their respect for you because anybody who actually respects and loves you truly won't ever be upset at your success or anything that you do in life because that's why they love you and if they do there's some toxicity there that needs to be discussed or cut out unfortunately uh <laughs> yeah cut out your 16 year old <laughs> sibling <laughs> yeah uh but I'm just saying that, like, it's, it's, you're not gonna, you're not gonna help your sisters or yourself, uh, by, by shrinking yourself, I suppose. Uh, cause, like, also on the flip side of that, if you are shrinking yourself purposely to make you, your, the people around you feel better, you also are showing a blatant disrespect for them as well because you think uh, less of them that you need to do that. So it goes both ways. It's two way, respect is a two way street, mon frere. It is. Uh, you know, I'll say, I'll you know, I'll chime in here and say that um, I don't know, I don't know that my brother ever really had a friggin' uh, I don't I don't know that we were ever like in competition with each other. We get along really well. Have you guys all gotten along with your siblings? I don't know. I, yeah. I've been. Well, Steven? I mean, we're okay. We we see each other at Thanksgiving. We play <laughs> basketball together. Yeah, be balling. Yeah, that kind of um, stuff. I don't know. Just, just uh, try and help them out. You know, try and sounds like they're having a harder time with stuff than you are, uh, and maybe they're feeling inadequate. So put put your uh, put your go get them attitude to good use and uh, be a be a good role model. Yeah. Huh? How about that? <laughs> you can't be a good role model if you're if you're in the same mess they are. What do you mean? It sounds like she's not. Yeah, well, she says quit and abandon her future. <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously, that's a bad idea. Don't do that. Um, your sisters are very clearly frustrated with the fact that you're exceeding so well and they're having a tougher time of it. Uh, find, find nobody's bad at everything. Find things they're good about and help them water those, you know, grasses and grow. But that's also another thing. How does she know that her sisters are actually jealous of her and, and uh, feeling inadequate because of her maybe those aren't yeah those aren't actually happening maybe that's something no, she's exactly. projecting onto them i, I really do think if, if they the blatantly said here, she she told me she wishes she wishes she was like me 
Yeah, but that right. doesn't mean right. that, like, I, I guess that she feels, maybe, I guess maybe it does. It, it could mean that she feels inadequate, but she could be happy also that she's her in a way, too. I don't know. That's a good point. Here's, here's, the, here's the thing. I, I, I think that the sisters here are not going to be, let's separate what they're upset about. They're upset that they don't live up to her standard, but they would probably be more upset if their sister quit because of them, right? You're actually doing a disservice because if my brother who, you know, I grew up being envious of him in many ways, he's very social, very likable. He's a fun guy. And I always wanted yeah. to be like that. Uh, I was the more studious one. Getting <laughs> you the say grades. makes sense. <laughs> yada, 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 right? You, you know, we all get different gifts in the family. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Anyway, <clears throat> I'm going to roll over that, that sentence and just continue on with what I was going to say, which is, but if my brother, here's, what the, here's the thing. The thing that hurt me the most was not that he was funny and likable. It was when he did mm. not take me with him to go hang out with his friends. Oh. Right? So mm-hmm. I think... If he if he decided to not hang out with his friends because of me, I would be like, that's not that's not the point of what I'm trying. I, I want you to do. I want you to help lift me up too, not to tear yourself down. And I think that the sisters here, or is it two sisters? They're all they're all girls oh, in the family. Uh, yeah, it looks like it all looks sisters, like it is. Yes. Um, so you didn't want your brother. Very... You didn't want your brother to shrink himself or <laughs> shrink you. I didn't want him to turn the dimmer down and not shine okay. like you a diamond. You didn't want him to dim. You wanted him to shine big. Yes. Big, tall, full-size shine. <laughs> Blast like a flashlight. He can't, okay. he can't get out of the shrink. Tra- he's, he's stuck in the shrink ray. Uh, wh- one thing that's interesting about this, by the way, I think that is good advice, Stephen, uh, is we haven't really touched on her younger sister saying, I think you're privileged. Yeah, that's a weird thing for someone to say that they think someone's privileged when they live in the same house. <laughs> I don't. Did it anyone like think, think that was odd? Talent privileges. Um, yes. Yeah. You know what's interesting I too? I, I recently saw a thread on Twitter. Uh, you know, I'm not on that platform very much, but I saw this t- thread of somebody sharing thoughts that Gen Z have about millennials. Mm-mm, you guys see mm. this? It was like, oh, I did they're see that. It's amazing. spoiled and privileged and they're drunk and alcoholic and they just like Harry Potter. And I thought that was a very um, funny thing because uh, I've never really thought about how the the kids think of us these days. I fucking that's where love that Gen Z, like dude. They from. crack me up. They're so goddamn funny. The he- the one of those tweets about... <laughs> What <laughs> that was about? Uh, yeah, I'm a millennial. I'm over thirty and only talk about what Hogwarts house I'm in while I live in my shitty one bedroom apartment. <laughs> They're worried yeah. about the wrong fucking houses. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was good. That was good. I felt so, great. I felt great because I always uh, detest that conversation. So I feel good about myself this week. It's pretty good. Um, it's it's very funny. Oh, um, yeah. I don't know. So, Stephen, what's your advice then? Where do you land? My advice is to use your quote-unquote privilege to help bring other people up, you know? So you're talking about a talent privilege. Well, like, I don't really know what her younger sister wants out of life, but if you can help her out, help her out. The thing is, uh, I I can't really evaluate the privilege here because I'm going to assume that all three of them are able-bodied and, you know, of of the same, you know, uh, mental health, I guess. So maybe there is a privilege there. I guess I rescind my earlier comment about uh, them coming from the same house. 
Thank but, uh, you. <laughs> you piece um, of shit. Unbelievable. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Here, well, then the other thing, the other, I don't, I can't remember if, have I given my advice? I don't know. Did I start? You gave some cursory advice that was like... Eh. Most of it was talking about shrinking, though. Let's, I'll say this. It's tough to be a... A bug? It's probably tough Tough to be sisters. Probably tough to be sisters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a Disneyland probably California adventure. Certainly tough to be an adolescent, you know. It's tough to be a kid. Tough Watch to be in high grade. school. Tough to it's be tough in film. junior high. Tough to... Uh, Tough. I, you, I hear people always saying like, oh, I'd love to, oh, what I wouldn't give to be in high school or college again. I don't ever want to do that. Same. Remember how Col- early you had to wake up? It was That's stupid. True. College That's, was quite fun, though. The immediacy of all your me. friends was yeah. fun to me. Yeah, it was fun for some people, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> all I'm saying is, you know, it's, it's very difficult. It's a difficult time. So even if, um, you know, they're being a bit unreasonable or maybe giving you some guff. The best thing you can do as a mm. sibling, I think, is to uh, be supportive in whatever way you can. And know what? that things probably aren't easy when you've got a sister who's really nailing it day in, yeah. day out. Yeah. It's yeah. difficult. By the way, what is going on with Mama Bear here? Huh? Mom, oh, Mom is very proud of me, and is she not showing love to her other two kids? Like, that's... I mean... The problem's no, not on see, you. That's, that's like where there could be some, some projection going on there. Like, in, unless the mom has overtly said to her children, first, second, third. Like, I don't think that there's... Like, I can't imagine that's happening in that house. But maybe it is. I'm going to assume well, this is, Yeah, and that's this also is a, uh, an assumption. Um, the, fact, the fact that this person was astute enough to sort of pick up on the fact that their siblings maybe are feeling uh, brushed to the side. You know, maybe chat with your parents and be like... Hey, I know. Look, I know I'm killing it. I know I'm your number one, and I'm I'm making you guys it's proud. Like managing your parents. Clearly, I'm the alpha here. But look, those scrubs over there—they need a little love too. Let's give them some words of encouragement here. Um, yeah. Or even, or even do this. Look, work it out with your parents and be like, let's sort of put on a little play here. We could pretend that I screwed up. And then I'm really beefing it. You know, maybe you fell asleep at the movie theater and mm-hmm. your parents mm-hmm. are like, where'd she go? She's in big trouble now. And then uh, maybe you get grounded, fake, fake grounded by your parents. You work world? it out ahead of time. And then if I found out, huh? if I found out that my yeah. brother and my parents did that to me, yeah, pity grounding to It would him, be the most patronizing thing on earth. <laughs> that would be, that would <laughs> hurt cool. to kinda the soul. Cool. Yeah, I think some, I guess like at the end it, of it is like obviously do your best. Uh, don't purposely uh, sabotage yourself for the betterment of people mm-hmm. around you because it actually hurts. But also, it is good that you have self awareness and a capacity for empathy for your siblings. So try to help them figure out, like Shane said, uh, a way that uh, something that they could succeed at. Yes, I got it. All right, here's here's the the ending line. No, Steven, down. You, you just missed it. You you just said, you're supposed to say, here's what you do. Oh, here's what you do. Perfect. Damn it. How did I miss that? Episode 10. Oh, God. Yeah. Nailing it. Nailing here's it. what you do. Double down on your support of your sisters. 
support them in their endeavors, whatever they want to do, whether it's art, whether it's sports, whether it's school, whether anything that, you know, just show up for them. That's going to be, yeah. that, that is going to mean the most to them. Yeah. Wow. We nailed, we nailed it. That's good I advice. I think so. It was a tough question. Siblings tough. is hard, you know? Tough to be a sibling. Siblings. 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 Is it harder to be a sibling than it is to be an only child, though? I don't know. I mean, I would assume it's really rough to be an only child. I, I don't I think hope so, too. The, the, the maybe one listener out there who got that reference, enjoyed that reference to a, an SNL sketch featuring Tom Hanks. Yeah, I didn't even know that's what it was referencing. I just know people say that all the time when they check mics. They just go siblings. Oh, there's a sketch. By the way, have you seen the um, the bingo cards? People are like doing here's what you do bingo cards, and they have like uh, one of the one of the check boxes is Stephen misses a reference, and I think I see like that tally just like that's the whole. Congratulations for your chip, forever whoever got that one, and uh, hopefully I get you that elusive bingo. It's always the best when you could shout bingo. Huh. You know, that's one of those. I like, can't remember the last time I played bingo. Neither can so, I. I mean, I probably won't play it until I'm in a retirement home. But when you do shout bingo, it is a eureka moment that you would like to bottle and just feel the warmth of it. Does it feel good? I curl up with it. It feels good. Bingo. It's really good. Steven, you got to earn it. You can't just you, shout it. You can't just shout bingo. Yeah. But it felt good, though. Still. You're like a. <laughs> You're like Christoph Waltz in a in a Inglorious Bastards. That's bingo. a bingo. Bingo. <laughs> That's the bingo. I also missed that other reference too. All right, final question. Final Stevie, take question. us home. This one is from a non ni mouse, okay. uh-huh. aka anonymous. Yeah. I'm gonna give him a name though because we give names to anonymous people on this podcast. Bingo. And I'm just going to call you Mouse Blouse. Mouse Blouse. Perfect. Mouse, mouse, mouse Blouse. Blouse. I am trying to make my way in the world today, and it is taking everything I've got. At the moment, I'm temporarily... You know what? I'll say this, though, before you move along. Take a break <laughs> from all your worries. It sure would help a lot. I'm but, temporarily living with my boyfriend and his parents. And have you guys been, not pick up on the Cheers reference there? No, I did not. No. That's why I just okay. kept going. All right, keep no going. No one watches Cheers. And have been for... About a month now. Just want to get to this question, guys. They are very kind, not charging me rent, even though I've offered, and only requesting that I keep my things neat. I grew up in North Carolina. Shout out, uh, I believe Brittany's from North Carolina. With a suburban hippie mom and a smarty pants dad with therapists for parents. I was always taught to do chores, help around the house, and act as an equal member of the family. However, whenever I do the dishes or take the laundry out the dryer and fold it because I need to use the dryer next, etc., they consistently say, that's very nice of you, but you don't have to do that. I told them that it's okay, it's just how I grew up, and I don't mind. Plus, even though I'm taking online classes at the moment, I still have entirely too much free time on my hands and nothing scrubs away the crusty thoughts of ex- existential dread like the scratchy side of a sponge. I'm mm. worried that maybe they think I'm being too invasive, touching their stuff, mm. altering their environment, even though I put the dishes away where they put them away, and even though when I fold the clothes, I just place them on top of the dryer, which they also do. How can I let them know that I like and want to help out without stepping on their toes? Thank you for all being friends, pals, confidants, signed, Mouse Blouse. Fun fact, did you know that the O is silent in the word 
Oh, possum. Awesome. Now I gotta say, you gotta put that fun fact before the signed. That is the signed. Right. It's right. fun fact. Did you know that the O is silent in the word possum, a naughty mouse? You'll get it next time. <clears throat> Anyways, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, Proceed Ryan, with your answer here. Did you just review this uh, submission? Just now, you're well. You, look, you know, if we're all going to get on the on the train of signing off with a fun fact, we gotta we gotta be uniform in it. And uh, I'm not I'm not afraid to be a stickler for the rules. Okay, I'm not. I was going to say I didn't invent the rules, but I'm enforcing them. But I in fact did invent the rules, so I will be enforcing you them. You did invent these, yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. This is a very interesting question because um. I grew up in an Asian household, so this is going to be pretty specifically tailored toward my upbringing. So apologies mm. if it doesn't make sense for you. But in my culture, it's customary to say that you don't need to do that. I have it covered. Like, don't worry. I got the bill. That kind of thing. Like, you yeah. take care of your thing. I'll, I'll take care of it. Like, the household will take care of itself. It's really all about hospitality, really. Mm. And, and so I can see if, you know, let's say that I had a partner living with me at my parents' house. They would do the same thing. They would they would insist on not having you help out, even though you live there, don't pay rent, yada yada. But honestly, they would be very appreciative if you did. Uh, so I would say just keep doing what you're doing. Um, don't worry about it too much. And it sounds like they're not mad unless you're not telling us something. I don't know. I feel like you're just thinking about this too much and you feel guilty because you don't pay rent um even though you can obviously but it's just um yeah it's just a tough situation to be in and if you really do feel that uncomfortable you can move out i mean i don't know that's like a a last ditch effort but i think you're fine and i think it will help to help out by the way i chose this question because i um because i think we on this podcast the three of us I'm sure I've been accused of being uh, too polite sometimes to the point of uh, vomit. So I wanted to hear, especially what Shane has to say, because you kind of, you're the, the what, what is your role in this podcast? The nihilist? A, I don't, yeah, I'm a nihilist. It's episode 10. Nihilist. Episode 10. Yeah. <laughs> episode 10. So, you know. yeah, I mean, what do you think, Shane? <laughs> Are they being too nice? I mean, sh- should this person just stopped being nice? I don't know. Here, Here's the thing. I would probably <laughs> keep doing it. I might just level with the, the these people and say, look, you're letting me stay here rent-free. It's awful sweet of you, and I'm doing what I can to make mm-hmm. it up to you. Mm-hmm. If you're going to keep being a-holes about it, then okay. I'll stop. I don't know about that part. Um, so that's an option. Is just you know just level with them and be like, hey, if you don't want me to do this, I'm just trying to be nice. Uh, and and this is all contingent upon whether or not they got really sweet digs. I mean, if this is a nice house, if they got a hot tub, or oh uh, freaking a, sorry, cut you off uh, here. I should have named this person Mouse in a House. Dang it. Yeah. You yeah. Freak, you did I blow that. it. Yeah, anyway, well, if back, we're going to okay, stick mouse, with bingo, you got to call house. them bingo bango. <laughs> that makes this a fun word to say. Maybe bingo as a bingo. trial run, you could just not do anything for like a week, you know? Mm. Don't flush. 
don't clean up your dishes. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, I like that. And show them, show them what kind of a difference you've been making. Yeah, let them see how much good you're doing. Put uh, popcorn kernels in their bed, like little crumbs, things like that. Yeah, Cook, uh, crumple some cookies on their pillow. Pour pour a glass of water, um, in their in their sheets. Hide every remote control in the house, in the coat in the couch cushions. Things uh, like put that. Put a put put a put a, a fish uh, in one of their tire wells on their car and let it rot. Or and I've then put a baked actually, potato in their tailpipe. <laughs> yes, potato a baked baked potato in tail. Actually, that's that could kill them. <laughs> so, could it? Could it? I get. Uh, I think so. Yeah. If you, Let's test it out. Exhaust go- no, no, don't that, do that. That sounds pretty dangerous. <laughs> um, but Let's test it out on Stephen's Tesla. <laughs> no, you know what you do? You take a bag of potatoes and you put it under the shed. And because I've heard rotten potatoes are one of the worst smells. Oh, that uh, makes sense. No demand. I'm glad that's where it Ooh. went because when you said get a bag of potatoes, knowing you, I thought you were going to say get a bag of potatoes and just beat the shit out of them with it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't do that. Don't Do eat up your boyfriend's pants. Yeah. Fill a pillowcase um, full of soap bars and just whack the hell out of them with it. <clears throat> you know, yeah. So, so get a bag of potatoes, put it somewhere in the house, and things will start smelling pretty quickly. And then say, "Well, would you like me to help out again? Because I could probably find out where that bag of potatoes is." Basically, hold them hostage uh, hmm. into letting you do chores. These people sound weird. They sound too nice. I'd like to Here's know what the, part of the country you're in. Probably the Midwest. I would like to offer my my advice is is much different than both of yours here. Yeah, I didn't really have a concrete uh, bit of advice for that. I apologize. I just, these people Shock. sound weird. If it's <laughs> a nice house, 10, don't baby. say anything. If it is a nice house, help out as much as you can and tell them to stuff it. We're taking a That's very. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan approach to our podcast here in that we start with a very polished first product and yeah, systematically whatever. work our way, way down to shit by episode 10, uh, which is what he's done with his career. So I think it's a good path to model. Um, anyways, I guess this person answered their own question um, in that they said, uh, how can I let them know that I want to help out without stepping on their toes? I think as long as you're direct with them, um, and another thing, too, is like I actually think the labeling of this as being too nice is not even the correct thought in that I'm guessing you do want to help out because you are not paying rent. And that actually does, you know, it is it does bring you joy. It does make you feel good. So if you were to tell them like, hey, I'm not paying rent. Um, this is not me being too nice. I legitimately would feel better if you let me help out around the house. They'll probably, you know, receive that well, I think. However, I do understand when you guys are talking about, I don't know why you would feel weird. Um, there could be a situation where the family she's living with is quite messy and they kind of feel like they're getting dunked on and policed by this 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 visitor. Uh, and it's like reminding them that they're not very cleanly. So that could be why she feels... Or maybe they just like it dirty. Yeah, maybe no, that's what I'm saying. Like, like dirty, man. Well, because they feel like, oh, crap, now we have this person here who's going to keep everything nice and, nice and neat, and I don't like doing that, but they're doing it, so now I have to do it in my own home. That's possible. That may be what, she's, uh, that may be what this person's referring to. Why don't you I mean, go- if that's the case, then she can always just, just be like, oh, I was raised by a hippie lady who always wanted me to scrub her rotten dishes and... I'm addicted to chores. It's a bit of a problem. I apologize. 
<laughs> you're getting some good out of it, you know? Yeah, so I, what's the big I, deal here? She's just going to say I was raised by Mary Poppins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my, my problem with, with Ryan's advice was just that it seems kind of selfish to do it that way. Why is it selfish? It's, it's taking Cause, the cause pressure off them completely. It, you're doing it to make yourself feel better about it, though. But that's the truth. No, you're doing it. You're making them feel better about it. Yeah, and it's it's completely taking the pressure off of them. They're not going to feel bad now for a while having you clean up because they know it's bringing you joy. But that's this is a complicated that issue. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's that complicated. That's what I'm saying. Uh, just stop. Just stop it. Just don't do it anymore. It's like a goddamn tool shed in here. It's so fucking hot. It's <laughs> just sweating. You're just sweating. You're, you're, your eyes sort of glazed over for the past 30 seconds, and I didn't know why. Um, it's so hot. It's so hot in my room. You Ugh. look like you got a big old tub of goldfish crackers behind you, though. Oh, I do. Yeah, what is that? I do. I got... You keep I'm also those by in the your middle bedside of, uh, for some snacking? Oh, I do. I mean, you know what? I might have some right now. Uh, I also am in the process of Marie Kondoing my room. So oh, there's oh. a giant... Uh, there's like some clothes on the bed that I started already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that does it for this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Great app. Great app. <laughs> uh, some really uh, inconsistent advice. Uh, I don't yeah. think we nailed any of these three, frankly. No, you know what? No. The sibling one is perfect. Help I feel like well, there were there was nuggets there if you if you panned yeah. long enough. Nuggets um, of yeah of really deep deep wisdom. Yeah, definitely, including the part where we said to torture a family by hiding their remotes and couch couch cushions and making their house smell like nasty potatoes. I'm telling you, Anyways, potatoes, man. Well, if you want more advice like that, you like what you heard there, feel free to send in your cues to the hwydpod at gmail.com email address, or you can send them in to our Patreon, and maybe you'll be on the next episode of Here's What You Do. Wow. Steven, we'll do it. Do, week, do an Owen Wilson wow. Do, do a wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> See you next That's week, the one everybody. I do See now. You. Bye.